Is it working? I hope so. Hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to my podcast. As you may know, my name is Christian, and I am, as you already know, a flight attendant. The world's best flight attendant, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, on this podcast today, well, on Twitter, I posted a poll asking if I should talk about um, terminology or do's and don'ts when flying, and everybody wanted to do the do's and don'ts. I wanted to do terminology, but I guess I'll kind of mesh them together. Who knows how this is going to go. I don't have a script or anything. I'm just literally talking to a mic, looking at (laughs) the recording time, and that's it. I'm just going off what's in my brain. So, um... I guess I'll start with um, some of the do's and don'ts, I guess. Um, I'll kind of go into like what bothers me, I guess. So we're going to blend in three different things, kind of. We're just going to go. So um, one thing you should definitely do um, is download the airline app because most airlines, if not all airlines, have an app. So... Um, I say do that because you may get on an airplane that doesn't have little TV monitors. Not all aircrafts have them. Not all aircrafts have them. You just, they just, not not all of them do. So be cautious. So that's why you need to get the app. So if you get the app, then you'll be able to um, uh, watch free movies, TV shows, and all that stuff without getting charged for Wi-Fi. I know I'm, Wi-Fi is not free on most flights. You have to pay for Wi-Fi, but the um, entertainment is free. So keep that in mind. Don't come on a plane and be like, is there Wi-Fi? Is there free Wi-Fi? What did we just say? <laughs> what did we say? It's, it's not free. There's Wi-Fi, but it's not free. But anyway, um, yeah, get the app. I have like literally every airline. I'm United, American, Delta, Southwest, and I don't even fly um, three of those airlines enough, even though I can. But you just you just never know. I got to be prepared since I can't fly for free. <laughs> Poor people can't relate. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so um, I keep an app on me. So just download an app or the app and you'll be fine. You can use it to get your boarding pass. Don't keep a boarding pass on you, please. Oh, don't keep a paper boarding pass because you can print that out. Then literally two seconds later, the gate could change and you can, you'll be, your ticket will say C-35, but the gate changed to C-6 and you're just sending a C-35 like a dummy, not paying attention and your flight is already boarded and took off. You're like, why? Well, I thought we were at C-6, C D-35. Well, you dummy, you didn't check the app you didn't check the monitors you didn't ask a gate agent or whatever so just please get it get that app so it'll have your boarding pass and everything on there just do it it's easy simple it takes two seconds that's all it takes <clears throat> um <clears throat> what's another oh plan ahead <clears throat> that should be oh my god what is down my throat <coughs> oh my 
my god. Uh, <laughs> um, plan ahead because uh, you never know what's going to happen. And what I mean by that's kind of like what I mean by plan ahead. I mean like arrive about an hour and a half, two hours early prior, like because you just never know how long the TSA lines. Kidding me, I almost said lanes, but lines said really weird. That's, <laughs> that's why you never know if the TSA lines are going to be um long. I see since I'm a flight attendant, we don't go through TSA like the rest of you. <laughs> we have our own thing called KCM, which is known crew member, and we just scan our badge, show another form of ID, boom, that's it. We don't have to go. We don't have to be with y'all most of the time, but um. Yeah, you just never know because I've seen TSA lines that are like extremely long, like they snake long, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh. could not be me waiting in that line. And my my flight leaves in like 45 minutes. Mm 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 mm. Not today. Not today. Um, also cooperate with TSA. Um, don't be mad that you didn't um, that they had to take away your cologne or perfume. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Don't be mad at them. Uh, you should have known that. You should have looked at the TSA website. You should have went by the three one one rule. Don't ask me what that three one one rule is. I still don't know about it. It doesn't. It we don't have to follow by that rule. So unless we're unless we get random to go through TSA, if you're not and if you're not in uniform, but yeah, we don't have to go by that rule. We're kind of exempt. But yeah, um, don't be mad at them. Be mad at yourself because you didn't look it up. So, yeah, my mom, <laughs> she bought this brand new bottle of perfume, and we we're going to Vegas, and TSA took it because it was too big, and she didn't know about that. She's like, man, I was like, well, not my fault. Granted, I wasn't a flight attendant at the time, but I, I knew that <laughs> you couldn't bring that, but still, though, sucks to suck, Mother Belinda. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Um... Oh, um, look up the, I guess, research the airport, like the layout, not the layout, but like just research it because <sighs> this is going to sound so horrible, but I, I swear when people go through like those TSA, like the little x-ray thingies, whatever they're called, it like gets, it zaps away some of your brain cells <laughs> because some people go to those airports, don't know how to look at signs and I understand some airports can be intimidating, but I promise you, I promise you, if you just look up at signs, you will know where to go. You will know how to get to places. Uh, I'm, I've been doing this for two years, so like my patience is like, <laughs> I have really bad patience with people. So if I'm walking to my gate and somebody stops me and they're like, where is C-35? I literally look up at the signs and <laughs> And I say, well, the sign says you're supposed to go down that way to take a right. <laughs> I know that's horrible, but some of y'all, some people just can't read. And like, dude, if you just look up, you'll know how to get there. It's not that hard. And I, and people always ask me, like, I can be a full uniform, full uniform with my badge showing, my wings on, and everything. Some, but there's gonna be one person that's like, do you work here? I'm like, uh, no, I'm just. Technically, I mean, I mean, technically, if I'm in like, since I'm based in Houston, if you ask me that in um, San Francisco, technically I don't work there, but I mean, I'm an employee of the airline, so I get, I don't know. 
So just look up at the signs. There's usually maps all over the place. And don't ask, don't ask flight attendant. <laughs> don't ask me because I will shut up. It's going to sound mean, but I'm going to just tell you. Um, if you just look up at the signs, you'll know where to go. I know that's horrible, but it is what it is. I had to learn the hard way, too. So, yeah. Um, so, what's another? So, now, now I'm going on to the aircraft. So, in boarding and whatnot. So, um, I don't know how the boarding process is with gate agents. I don't know their procedures. But I know most air, um, your ticket for most airlines is like a boarding group. And please go by that boarding group. If they say group one, which is usually first class, and your ticket says has group three on it, you don't need to be boarding. You need to wait until your boarding group. You don't need to be standing in line. You just need to be sit down until they call group three. I hate that so much. People who are in, not in first class, come on. You'll, you'll, you'll get fine. You'll be there. You'll get there. So just go ahead and have a seat until your boarding group is called. And some of these gate agents are ruthless. They'll, if you scan your, your boarding pass and you, while they're calling group one and you're in group three or four, they're going to tell you to um, go have a seat. They're not going to let you on the plane because it ain't your turn yet. <laughs> I've seen that happen. This almost, almost happened to me until I was like, uh, excuse me, I'm a crew member. I'm going down. Thank you very much. <laughs> Man. Yeah, when you're a crew member, you um, you start to like get a big head and become a little entitled. But um, it's okay, though. Uh, we deserve it, I guess. <laughs> so, um, when you're on the plane, so listen to the flight attendants. Just straight up listen to them. Um, I'm one of those people. Since I work first class a lot, I'm you. I'm gonna be the first person you see when you get on the plane. So, I'm usually up there saying, "Hi, how are you doing? Welcome aboard." Yada yada, all that good stuff. If you're looking down or at your, at your phone while boarding, I'm not gonna say anything to you. Cause and that's to me that's just kind of rude. Like I'm trying to say I'm trying to be nice to you, and you're just looking down at your phone. Like okay, well, forget you two. If something happens, it's on you or whatever. Speaking and speaking of that, like especially during the um, demonstrations, and people are just like looking down at their phones and just chatting. That bothers me. People having full blown conversations. Just. Watch the demos and look at us because you never know what's going to happen on the flight. You can have an emergency landing. You don't know how you wouldn't know how to put on your your mask. Oh my! Gonna sidetrack a little bit. Y'all remember that Southwest flight? Um, I think it was about a year ago, and it was something happened with the um, window and yada all that stuff. So and that, and that guy like he broadcasted it on on Facebook Live. Not a single person in that that video had their mask on right. That really, it bothered me so much because we tell you how to put your mask on, place the mask over your nose and mouth and secure it by placing the elastic strap over your head, pull the straps to tighten and you continue to breathe normally. It's not it's not rocket science. It's literally not rocket science to put on a mask over your nose and mouth. Not over and people were in the I saw in the comments or people were saying like, Yeah, we couldn't breathe. Like I we I couldn't breathe. Like, yeah, you couldn't breathe and have your mask on, right, dummy. 
<laughs> what did you expect? You didn't have it all right. Oh my God, that just bothered me. Um, so th with that being said, just please look at the, the demonstrations because you just never know what's going to happen. And it's unlikely, but if there is an accident or um, an evacuation, leave everything behind. Please don't worry about your little Prada bag or your um, your little big suitcase. Just leave it behind because you 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 trying to get your bag out of um out of the overhead bin. You could be killing like somebody could be dying. Uh, that um, there was a flight. I think it was in Russia. It happened not too recently, but um, a flight attendant died because people weren't this guy decided he wanted to get his stuff a lot of people decided they want to get their stuff before evacuating so he say he died on the plane he suffocated i think you because people wouldn't evacuate quick enough so and i'll be damned if i'm working a flight and something happens and people are trying to get their stuff i am pushing you out the way you will you are getting knocked off that plane because I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save myself. So, girl, let me let me catch somebody trying to get their suitcase out. Girl, you I you getting pushed? You getting dragged off? I don't care. I'm trying to live too. I used to say, "Hey, I'm I'm getting out the plane for everybody else," but <laughs> but I'm not because I, I'm not going to do that. It's my my job to help you all out and get y'all safe. Get the whatever safe, whatever. Oh, it's late. I'm tired. Uh, what's another do? And I don't. Um, keep your phone in airplane mode, please. It's, it's really irritating when the door is like when we close the door. When that door is closed, like the main cabin door is closed, your phones are supposed to be on airplane mode already. Um, so keep your phone in airplane. It's really irritating when you're walking through the um, aisle and. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's really it's really frustrating when I'm walking through the aisle and somebody's and somebody's phone start ringing, and it's like, dude, really, what did we just say? I one of those. I hate repeating myself, so if, I hate repeating myself so much. If I have to repeat myself ten thousand times, it's game over. I'm kicking you off the flight. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um. Everyone else for the other do's and don'ts. I'm not really sure at the moment because um, there are a lot of stuff, and I can probably I don't know. I just can't really think of it a lot. Um, I already said listen to us because it just listen to us. It's really frustrating when people don't listen to us. I like re like recently um, we worked a flight. Um, we were going to uh, Monterey, Mexico, and. Before the flight, we mentioned that we don't have a certain form that you need to sign when going to Mexico. We didn't have it. And we had this other form, but it was only in Spanish. And I made that announcement. I said that like three times. <sighs> this guy, he was, an, um, he was a standby passenger. I'm going to talk about terminology in a minute. He was a standby, and he goes, do you have the other form? I was like, no, sir, we made an announcement that we don't have it. Oh, okay. Two minutes later, do you have this other form in English? No, sir, we don't have it. I said we don't have it. <sighs> hey, people don't listen. And he didn't have any headphones on, so I don't know. It just went in one ear and went out the other. Uh, 
Oh, pay attention to seatbelt sign too. If the captain or the, if we say, please take your seats and remain seated, please take your seat and remain seated. That's not a sign to for you to just be like, oh, time for me to go to the bathroom. The seatbelt sign is on. I guess I can go to the bathroom now. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> I don't understand. I hate the I hate the tired excuse of, oh, well, I didn't know the seatbelt sign was on. Like, it's above your seat, ma'am. You literally just lift your head up. Just lift it up, and you will see the seatbelt sign. And it's on. So that excuse is tired. <laughs> um, so uh, I saw all of the do's and don'ts that I can think of right now. Maybe I'll bring it up later, but um, I think I want to talk about terminology now because I say a lot of stuff and some of y'all, I just know are like, what's KCM? What's a standby? What's a non-rev? So yeah, I'm going to talk about that now. Okay, so on this part of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about terminology or terms that flight attendants and crew members in general use. Um, you may see a lot of these things on my Twitter, and I know some of y'all are just like, what the heck is KCM? Commuting? A deadhead? Fairy flight? What is all that? Well, so <laughs> so I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to break it down to y'all, and I hope y'all have your pen and papers ready. Because I'm only going to talk about this once, and then that'll be it. I expect all of my followers on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, to know what I'm talking about. I don't want them to be like, "LOL, <laughs> what's a fairy flight? Did you listen to that? Did you listen to my podcast? Did you listen to it? Okay, then you should know then." <laughs> so um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is KCM, which is short for known crew member. So at airports, most airports have a KCM lane, which is something that flight attendants and pilots use to get to our to get get out of the gates or whatever, get to the gates. Um, you know, the, um, um, the normal people, y'all have um, just the regular TSA, but we have KCM. So with that, um, we scan our badge, not our badge, we scan our KCM badge. Um, we show them another form of our ID. ID. I cannot talk today. Oh my god. <laughs> we scan our ID, another form of ID, whatever, and then boom, there we go. And that's all. We don't have to worry about um, <clears throat> being. We don't have to worry about like all of our liquids and body washes and all that stuff because they're not going to take it. We're exempt from all of that. But if you get randomed and you're not in uniform. TSA will quickly snatch that up from you, and you can't. Sometimes, like I was told that you can't. Like if you're just traveling for leisure, and you're, so you're not going to be in uniform. If you just and you get random, then um, some TSA agents will will let you keep your stuff. But nine times out of ten, they will <laughs> they will happily take out your body wash and throw it away because yeah, you're really not going to work. So. Yeah, it sucks. I've, I've never had it happen to me, but I remember I had a, my, my baton with me at the DFW airport. I wasn't in uniform, and they told me since I wasn't in uniform that um, if I were to go through TSA, then um, – well, if I were to go through KCM or get random, then I would um, get my baton taken. So I had to go get in uniform and go through TS, um, KCM 
And I didn't get random. I was pissed because I did it for no reason. <laughs> but it was safe. It was better better to be safe, I guess. Um, it's, it's, KCM is really nice. It's, if I were to ever quit flying, that will be the one thing that I miss <clears throat> about KC, about the aviation industry is ah, this, KCM is so beautiful. It's so nice going to the airport and seeing how long the TSA lines are. And then <clears throat> you just go straight over to KCM and boom, takes two minutes. Boom, you're in the, um, you can go through the gates. I love it. <laughs> That's why every time I go through, I'm like, ooh, child, the ghetto can't relate. Poor folk. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, um, uh, let's talk about the, uh, now I'm going to talk about layovers versus overnights. So now I, I see, I know that some of y'all see me tweet about like, oh yeah, I'm going to have a um, layover in Toronto. And some of y'all are like, oh, how long is the layover? And I say, oh, it's like 20 hours. And y'all are like, that's a long layover. I'm like, yeah, it's long, but like y'all are getting layover and overnight. I don't know. I, I can't really how can I dis describe it? A layover for us is an overnight. So, like, if it, a layover, like, uh, sorry, I can't, I can't find the words. Uh, a layover is an overnight, period. So, when I say layover, I'm talking about an overnight. That means I'm overnighting somewhere. That does not mean I'm going to Toronto and sitting there for two hours on a layover, quote-unquote layover, and going to another airport. No, 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 no. We call those sitting, when you sit at the airport for about two to four hours, we call those sits. So, yeah, you'll, I've never said it before, I don't think, but um, a sit is you just sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Y'all call those layovers, we call those sits. And, yeah, just letting y'all know that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk more about that. Um, what else? Oh, oh, deadheading. So I, I talk about deadheading a lot sometimes, but um, a deadheading flight is when um, a flight attendant or a pilot, they're in uniform, ready to work, but they're flying as a passenger and you're getting paid as well. I love deadheading flights because you just, you're a passenger, you're not doing anything. But um, usually they, de they deadhead us back in the base to like, or to another um another airport or whatever we call the another airport that's not your base is called an outstation by the way i didn't put that in the notes but yeah um like for instance i deadheaded to midland recently and from houston it's like an hour flight and i got paid for it well i only you only get paid like half half of the flight so it was an hour flight so i got paid like what <laughs> 45 minutes or something like that. It's really weird. Sometimes they'll give you the full hour pay or the full flight pay. It just really depends. I don't mind. I love deadheading. If you tell me, hey, Christian, you're doing three deadheads today, I'm okay with that. I'm getting paid to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to, like, sleep or be on your phones or watch any kind of movies or whatever. You're supposed to, like, they want you to, like, to keep yourself occupied, you got to bring like a book or whatever. But nine times out of ten, almost everybody is on their phones listening to music or mind, just minding their own business. Uh, yeah. Deadheading is pretty cool. I don't mind it. Uh, so um, commuting. So commuting um, is kind of self-explanatory. It's 
you know, you get to your job. Yeah. I there's I don't think there's more to talk about it, but um for us commuting is like for instance, I was based in Dallas when I first started out, but I was staying with my brother in Houston, so I commuted. I got on that little 30 30 to 45 minute flight from Houston to Dallas, Dallas to Houston almost every week to go to work and go home. That's commuting. I know some flight attendants that um that are based in um based out of JFK in um in New York. And, but they live in LA, so they take that commute almost every week. Or they, yeah, it's, it's rough. But hey, you got to commute. You got to get to work. <laughs> I know a flight attendant, or no, no, a pilot that commutes out of Guam, and he's based here in Houston. So he has to have at least about four to five days off for him to have that commute. And it's I could never do it. If you, if my airline was like, hey, Christian, surprise, you're gonna be based in um London. I'm not commuting. I'm going to straight up move to London. <laughs> I'm going to find some way because I'm not commuting from Houston to London. One, it's a long flight. Two, those flights are always full. So it's re- it's hard getting on those flights. Speaking of speaking of getting on flights, I'm going to talk about standby and non-revenue. Now, so you'll see me tweet about being on standby or flying standby or being a non-rev or talking about non-revs. So non-revs is short for non-revenue, and we—that's what—that's what—that's how we fly for free. We fly every flight attendant and pilots that we fly for, fly for free on any other airlines, but it's standby status, meaning that um, for in, if the flight has if the flight has three seats open and there are ten people on a standby list, potentially three people are going to get on that flight. It just depends on how many seats are available at the time. But um, some flights are, are wide open. Some flights have negative seven seats open, which means that the flight is oversold by seven people. And they usually have to have seven volunteers to get off the flight, <clears throat> which is I've never seen it. I've, it's rare. I mean, I, mean, I mean, I've gotten on a flight that had negative seats open, but um, it's usually because people don't make it to that flight or they're like for instance, like last year, I worked a flight to I worked to, to flight to Corpus, and this lady and her son comes on, and they're like, "Oh my God, can y'all please wait?" Because my um my husband and my daughter they're coming in from Newark, and if you if y'all have ever flown before, Newark is literally the worst airport in America. I've never been to Newark, but I heard horror stories, and I want to go to Newark. <laughs> if I'm gonna go to New York, I'm gonna go straight into New York, not Newark. Um, so, um, anyway, lady was like, can you please wait for the door? I was like, sure, we'll try, but we're getting out of here on time, ma'am, regardless. <laughs> so, um, but they didn't make their, they didn't make it to the flight. So those standbys who were waiting, they got those people, they got the dad and the daughter's seats. It's sad, but hey, we got to be somewhere too. We're trying to get home. <laughs> so. It sucks. They're usually for people like for people who bought a ticket and they missed their flights, they're gonna book on another flight. But for us, if we don't get on that um that flight, if we're trying to non rev, then we just have to try again. It's horrid. It could be stressful, but I mean that's the part of the industry that they're not gonna fix that. Um, so, I mean employees. And listen to me when I say this, employees, employees, 
get discounted tickets sometimes. Not my buddy passes, not my buddy people, not the people on my benefits. Just me, just employees will get a discount ticket sometimes, but I don't even use my discounted rate because it's still too expensive. And you will never catch me paying for a plane ticket, period. <laughs> Unless I'm extremely desperate, but it's rare. Um, that's enough on standby and, and um, non-revenue status and whatnot. whatnot. Um, a ferry flight. So um, a ferry flight is also pretty cool. It's, it kind of falls into the category of a deadhead. So a ferry flight is, for instance, sometimes sometimes people call them rescue flights, um, but a, a ferry flight is when a flight maybe gets canceled in an outstation. Which, like I said, an outstation is an airport that's not your base or not a base for that airline. Like, for instance, I think a week or two ago, I had a ferry flight from El Paso to Savannah, Georgia, and a a ferry flight, once again, is a flight that is completely empty. It's just crew members. It's literally, you can get paid for it still. We get paid deadhead pay. But when I get, when I, somebody tells me that we're going to work a ferry flight, I'm all for it. I don't have to deal with other people, just me and my other flight attendants and the pilots. That's just about it. Um, it's nice. I love a ferry flight. I, I mean, I've only worked like maybe three or four of them. Uh, my longest one was from El Paso to Savannah. That was a long flight. It was like what four hours, and but it was it was long. I was tired because uh, we got in at six a.m. in Savannah time, and we left out of uh, El Paso at around eleven p.m. around midnight. So it was it was tiring, but hey, it was a free nap. <laughs> I did not sleep on the flight. I'm just kidding. It was rough. Maybe I did. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, oh, reserve in being a line holder. So <clears throat> being on reserve in the aviation industry is like being on call. Oh my God. So um, oh, I'm getting flashbacks. I haven't been on reserve in a while. Um, so being on reserve is when, for instance, there's different shifts. Like there's a 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. There is a 12 p.m. or yeah, 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. There's another shift, but I don't really know. I haven't been on reserve in a while. And those those are regular reserve shifts. Regular reserve is when you're at home from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. waiting for them to call you to, for a trip. And if they call you, they have to give you a certain amount of time. I know for my airline, I think it's like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. But for other airlines, maybe three hour call out. There's two hours, whatnot. And with that, you have you have that much time to get to the airport and to go to your gate. It's plenty of time. That's why it's kind of hard to like plan stuff when you're on reserve because they can literally call you between that time frame and you can't really deny it unless you want to get in trouble. So yeah, um, there's also a ready reserve or some people call it um, airport standby, which is being on reserve but at the airport. Um, you're getting paid um, half of that though, so that's I'd rather be on ready reserve than regular reserve because you're not getting paid at all on regular reserve. So it's again you, you can just be sitting at home for 12 hours and not get paid, which makes sense because you're not working. So yeah, but um yeah, I was always on regular ready reserve, just sitting at the airport, getting my little coin, not getting called. <laughs> so I didn't mind that. Yeah, being on reserve sucks. I hated it. But I know every every single flight attendant in this in this industry is gonna have to go through it. 
no matter who you are, there's no way of avoiding reserve. It's just part of life. And I know at a certain airline, some airports have, you're going to reserve for about 15 years. Ciao. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but hey, you you signed up for this job. Um, last thing I want to talk about is crash pads. So um, I've only stayed in one crash pad for like a night and that was it. But a crash pad is essentially a house or an apartment. Like for instance, there's a maybe a three bedroom house, two bedroom house, three bed, two baths. And there's going to be about... Mm, eight to about 15 people staying there. I know it sounds it sounds like horrible when you say it out loud, but if you think about it, you're all flight attendants, you're all pilots, so you're more than likely not going to be there at the same time. It happens, you will, but it's very rare. So it's, it's really cheap. So, like, for instance, I know somebody who's, paid, who's paying, like, what, $200 for a crash pad, and, but he's never, he's rarely there. So, but it's still a good Disney. It's better, better to do that than get an, an apartment when you're on reserve. So, yeah. Because you're broke when you're on reserve, honestly. I was broke. I would personally never do a crash pad ever again. And if, <laughs> maybe I'd do a crash pad, but it have to be with a crash pad people I know, not just random people. The, the idea of sharing like a bathroom with like, X amount of people is just really disgusting to me. People are some people are disgusting, so yeah. Flight attendants can be disgusting too. Just saying, but yeah, I can. I don't think I can ever do a crash pad. But um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to talk about today on this episode. Um, I think I want to have a um, a guess next time. I don't know yet. It's just all my other flight attendant friends are usually pretty busy on trips. Or doing a whole lot of nothing, but <laughs> like me now, I'm on time. I have a few days off, but um, yeah, I want to have a little guest. So, hey, any of my flight attendant friends, or just any of my friends who have awesome careers, if you want to come on, talk about yourself, let's do it. I don't mind. Uh, so, I yeah, guess I'm gonna end right there. Um, remember to eat fruit. Trans lives matter, and Black lives matter. So, yeah, just a friendly reminder. So, um, yeah, I hope y'all have a great rest of your day, morning, evening, whatever. Um, So, yeah, goodbye.